I'm Dr. Michael Latola. And I'm Megan Strong. Does your chairside assistant remember how to do CPR? You'll hear about one who did today on Chairside Live. Welcome to episode 18 of Chairside Live. Megan, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. We've got a great episode for you today. We've got a case of the week where a doctor prepared a Bruxer bridge and didn't give us enough room. And I'm gonna show you some tips I think that'll help do that. And that kind of ties in to this week's viewer mail. This week's viewer mail comes from a dentist in Washington, or as some people like to call it, Washington. And uh, it begins, uh, good morning, Dr. Detola. I really enjoy Bruxer a lot. What is the minimal preparation that I can do for a Bruxer crown? And that's a great question, Rick, because it's gonna tie right into our case of the week that I'm gonna show you a little bit later. So you'll have to wait for your answer until the end of the episode. What a teaser. And Megan, do you have any news for us this week? Sure do. A young boy in Kansas owes his life to a prepared and quick-acting dental assistant. After a water accident at Lake Shawnee, the hero dental assistant jumped into action and gave the boy CPR. After a few terrifying moments, the boy was revived and paramedics arrived on the scene shortly after. The dental assistant credits her CPR training to the heroic act and encourages everyone to get certified because you never know when you might save a life. The boy is said to be in good condition. That's fantastic and that's, you know, we're all required to take CPR in the dental office in case that happens with a patient and at least in that context, you know, when you see a patient get dizzy and kind of start to, you know, almost faint or sure. something, I think you're more ready for it in the dental office. But the amazing part of this story was that, you know, she's out enjoying a day at the lake and sees this kid goes into the water and still had the presence of mind and the wherewithal to be able to give CPR. Do you, do you know how to do it? Unfortunately, I do not. I'm embarrassed to admit that I am not trained, but I absolutely should be. Well, you should be because I'm much older than you and you never know what could go wrong on the set right. of this fine show. So uh, I do want somebody close to me who knows how to do it. My dental assistant is certified, knows how to do it. I'm just, we've never had to do it, I guess, knock on wood, but uh, it's fantastic to see a dental assistant be able to go out and do it in real life. Anything else? Yes. Dr. Bill Dorfman is a world-famous dentist to the stars. He has treated celebrities such as Lindsay Lohan, Jessica Simpson, and many more. While he may be famous for helping stars maintain their pearly whites, he has recently gained some media attention for a curious habit he has. Dr. Dorfman told the popular celebrity news source, TMZ, that he saves the teeth of famous people when he pulls them. If the patient's decline is offered to keep their teeth, he keeps them for himself in the back. Dr. Dorfman says he saves them in hopes that he might someday be able to sell them on eBay, the popular online marketplace. Well, I know Bill pretty well, and um, I think he said that with his tongue firmly planted in his cheek. Uh, Bill has done very well for himself. I don't see that he's ever going to need to raise money by selling celebrity teeth on eBay. But it's funny because I went to see him once in his office. I was doing some lectures for him, and I went to go see him beforehand so we could talk about it. And as I walked into his reception area and sat down, uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends was sitting right oh, no across way. from me and she got called in first and I walked in there and it was just for some reason it was kind of surreal to see a celebrity and then walk by and see uh, their teeth being cleaned and I kind of peeked my head into the room and I could see like the bloody gauze and the tartar like everybody has when they get their teeth cleaned but this was special tartar because it was Lisa Kudrow's right. and uh, I was thinking about perhaps keeping that and selling it uh, on eBay but I didn't and I left it alone but Bill definitely works on these high profile uh, celebrity A-listers, but I doubt he would ever actually sell their teeth on eBay. So nice try TMZ, but I'm not buying it. 
All right, thank you, Megan. Now let's go ahead and go to the case of the week. This week's case of the week is from a doctor who has requested a four-unit Bruxer bridge from a first bicuspid to a second molar, replacing the second bicuspid and the first molar. And the first comment here is, you've heard me say it a bunch of times, using a double arch bite tray like this for a four-unit bridge uh, is just going to make it really difficult for us to make a bridge that fits. Not a bridge that fits necessarily onto these preps, although that might be a little challenging in this case too. But when it comes to protrusive and lateral excursions, it's going to be really difficult for us to be able to uh, really get something that we feel is going to be accurate in the mouth. So it might fit on the teeth itself, but the chances of it working in the excursions, we could do a lot better job for you with a full arch impression. So that's, that's that with the impression itself. And now we'll take a look at the model itself and we'll kind of see what's going on here. And typically, you know, as dentists, we're able to see the buccal cusp pretty well and we can see what's going on here. And as I look and look at the reduction here, I can't really fit the perioprobe between, the thickness of the perioprobe between the bicuspid and the tooth below it. I can on the molar, on the buccal, and that's fine, but I really can't here on the mesial aspect of the bicuspid. So that's gonna be shorter than half a millimeter. And again, the doctor requested a Bruxer bridge, so we're gonna need at least um, a half millimeter here, preferably six tenths of a millimeter, and maybe even seven tenths, well, preferably a millimeter, but minimally six tenths of a millimeter. You'll remember the rule of 27 we've covered before too, so I won't look at that necessarily on this case, but I will look from the lingual at what's going on on this molar. And that's where we really run into some space issues here when I try to fit the perioprobe in between that. And that's the one that as a dentist, when we're looking from the buckle is impossible to see. So when you look at that molar, you go, okay, that looks like enough room. And it is on the buckle, but it's not on the lingual. And it's really difficult to see that lingual because we can't rip the soft tissue off the patient's head and look at it from the other side of the arch as we can here in the laboratory. And that's why we're able to cheat a little bit is because of the fact that we're able to look at it from this kind of unique uh, view. So this is part of the reason why I found in my own hands I needed to go to something more like a prep by numbers technique using the reverse uh, preparation technique. And so the reverse preparation technique, even though I designed it to be a universal prep in the days before Bruxer for Emacs and PFMs and things like that, there's actually a couple burrs on here that end up being really nice even for Bruxer. And one of them is the six tenths of a millimeter depth cutter. I'll take this one out. We've got a six tenths of a millimeter depth cut. We've got a 1.5 uh, millimeter depth cutter. And we've got a two millimeter depth cutter as well. And uh, all of these, we use the two millimeter, as you've probably seen me do before, on the occlusal surface for bilayered restorations. Even for Emacs, I'll use that as well. And the 1.5 we do for the axial reduction on bilayered restorations and Emacs. But this 0.6 millimeter tip is the one that I used to use strictly for veneers. And you can see there's not much of a cutting tip there. And it's just, that's six tenths of a millimeter. And really this has become repurposed in my kit. This is my new Bruxer depth cutter. Because if I put a 0.6 millimeter depth cut into the occlusal surface of a tooth, like a second molar that I want to do Bruxer on, and then I prep the occlusal surface till I can't see this hole anymore, I know that I've reduced at least at least 0.6 of a millimeter and I will have enough room for a Bruxer crown. So let's take a look at what this prep would look like on just a, an artificial tooth sitting in a stone model. 
So here is our 0.6 millimeter depth cutter. You can see there's not a ton to that, and that's how thin Bruxer can be made, but it does need to be made that thick. So I'm gonna go ahead and place a 0.6 millimeter depth cut just on one of the cusp tips on this tooth, and then we'll take a look at what that looks like. So there it is, that's our 0.6 millimeter depth cut. You can see that the Perio probe barely goes in there at all. And as you look at it, it doesn't look like much. I'm gonna go ahead and reduce on both sides of that until I can't see that depth cut anymore, just to kind of give you an idea of how little tooth structure we're talking about. So as I finish this off, I can no longer see the depth cut and I went just a little more than that. You know, I, I went with the burr a few more times and hit it just a few more times. Just trying to flatten it off. But that's gonna probably add another tenth or two to that reduction. So it's probably gonna take me to 0.7 or 0.8 millimeters. And we'll flip this and kind of look at how much reduction we've done. And it's really not a lot. It's about what we would do for cast gold. The only difference is with cast gold, we can actually take it down to three-tenths of a millimeter and it'll still be okay, but the patient just might chew through it. Now let me put a more traditional two-millimeter depth cut next to that. So that's a two-millimeter depth cut. You can tell there's obviously a lot more to that burr than the 0.6. It looks uh, sizable in comparison and it's over three times as long. And again, this two-millimeter depth cut is what all manufacturers request for bilayered restorations, whether it's a PFM or a lava that's porcelain fused to zirconia or even an Emax crown at times it can do fine at 1.5 but two millimeters is not going to make it any worse so I'll put a depth cut on the cusp tip next to that at two millimeters and again with these self-limiting depth cuts I can't go any deeper than that no matter how much I push on it so as opposed to the 0.6 millimeter depth cut this one looks a little more bottomless, if you will. And so let me go ahead and reduce that cuss tip down to two millimeters. Now you can see a little bit from the occlusal. It's a little hard to get the depth of field here on the camera angled like this. So let me see if I can turn it just a little bit, but okay. Well, that makes it pretty clear. We've got six tenths of a millimeter reduction on this cup's tip, and then down there is where the two millimeters is on that cup's tip for a bilayered restoration. So obviously, Bruxer, the preparation itself, is gonna allow us to do a much more conservative preparation, which is gonna be really helpful on teeth with short clinical crowns, like lower second molars. The point being, we need at least six tenths of a millimeter. So uh, while Bruxer can do a lot of amazing things for a tooth colored material, I really want to encourage you to get a depth cutter, whether it's from the reverse preparation kit or somewhere else. Um, uh, Access Dental has those MADC burrs. And uh, if you're able to get that MADC 006 burr, that's the six tenth of a millimeter self-limiting depth cutter. Bruxer will work very well there. And do yourself a favor, make that depth cut, and then prep until you can't see the hole anymore, and then you know you've got seven tenths, maybe eight tenths of a millimeter of reduction. It's not much reduction, but it's enough for us to make you a Bruxer restoration that should last a long time. That about wraps it up for this week's edition of Chairside Live. On behalf of myself, Megan, and everybody here at the laboratory, I want to thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry. We'll see you next time. The dental assistant credits her CPR training to the heroic act 
and encourages everyone to get certified because you never know when you might totally screw up a story. <laughs> right at the end, right? When you're about to be done and... Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Chairside Live, the feel good webisode series of the summer. Megan, how are you? It's a lovely day. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. Waiting for James D. Cut. I was trying to think of something quick and I couldn't. It's a lovely day. Doesn't work, Mr. Rogers. Oh gosh. 